Hi, welcome to Talking About Trek, episode Hello. seven. Samuel, we're on episode seven. We're, we made we're it so to far seven. into this season. I know we made it. Well, we're just about like with the, the severe break in between, but we, we yeah. got back to seven episodes. But you um, know, you know what I kind of feel every time I listen to it is that you should have made some sort of music by now and you haven't. You made I don't some know sort what, of what, sorry? Some sort of music. I don't know what music. You should have made some sort of theme for oh, it. Oh, I know. I've, I've been, I've been meaning to, I said to myself, I'll do it after I get back from Japan. I haven't done, I've got like ideas. I think like, uh, if this goes beyond episode 10, Samuel, uh, into, into, into make... what we boldly, we've never gone before, I'll make a theme tune for it, for sure. Yeah. All right. But I would like one now. <laughs> I want this one to go out with like a, a nice theme tune that somehow sounds Star Trekky, but doesn't okay, get us um, in trouble from a copyright perspective. <laughs> okay, I'm going to insert a theme tune here. Did you find the silence awkward? It's not a Vulcan custom. Shall I flog them as well? Okay. What do you cool. think about the theme tune, Sam? What did you think? Wow. Wow, it was it was so um, reminiscent of so many great sci-fi things that I love. Really, you couldn't have done a better job there. Um, really, really lived up to my thoughts and hopes. Did you like the um, the the freestyle Tuvok rap? In, I involved? I thought the freestyle the Tuvok rap was cool. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the fact that there was a um, a fox in it making yeah. fox noises. Yeah, well, you know, the, the classic Star Trek Fox, obviously. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to do that, but I'm excited to see I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've completely so so myself down the river without a rap, have like, Okay. You, you have, you have. But uh, I'm excited. You should you should do that though. I'll maybe we should do a though. different theme tune each week. That could that could be like an element of this podcast. This, this feels like more for. effort. This feels like yeah, more effort yeah, than yeah, what we're, we're we're last time. That's not promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do a two volt rap. I mean you could Oh. You could probably just bard that. Oh, oh sorry, not bard. Um, bard? Chat GPT. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I work at... Yeah, I don't, say, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't say where I work. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's give it you that keep, one. You keep on trying to give personal information out about about us. I want to talk about where I live, uh, yeah. my biggest fears, uh, give out my personal address, yeah, I just want my identity to be stolen. Yeah, you're just you're begging for it, really. You should just we'll release the video of this and of the Zoom, and you can just put it out your window so they can see where you are. How about that? <laughs> so what? Do, what do people know about me? They know uh... they know that your girlfriend's your your fiance is Helen. They yeah, know but that... she she's the only listener. So that's <laughs> well, what of what of three listeners? So that's okay. Uh, you you told people that you once told people that you live like ten minutes from Clark and Well. That's something else that you've said on the podcast. I never said I live ten minutes from Clark. I don't even know where Clark and Well is. Sorry, not Clark and Well. Wherever it was, it was somewhere in south in 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 near where you live. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. I live, was, in, I, think... I live in. I do live in London. But yeah, that's true. I I, do. I I don't live in London. I live on Utopia Planitia, actually. Yeah, really? Where's no, Utopia? I, I also live. I also live in London. <laughs> <laughs> where Where is Utopia Planitia? It's on Mars. Is it? Yeah, it's where the uh, in Star Trek, it's where they build the ships. Oh right! Yeah. Oh, that's um, a level of Star Trek that I just had. I don't know. Utopia <laughs> Planitia fleet yards. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah. I think I they always think leave aware of that. from Utopia Planitia. Yeah, it looks like cool. Is that where out. the is that where the AI uprising started? I think it was actually. I think you're right. In the yeah, shit episodes, one. Of yeah, Picard. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the terrible episodes of Picard. It's the, where the, the, it's where the episode. it's where the Starfleet Museum journey starts. That's where all those ships began, you know, and then they end up with Geordie in the Starfleet Museum. 
Okay, so here's a, here's a question for you. I was looking this up the other day. Do you know what NCC stands for? Oh, that's a great question. I actually don't know what it no. stands for. And the reason, no, the reason is, is I don't think anyone does know. Like <laughs> there was, there is apparent. There's a few different competing theories of, yep. of what it what it is. Apparently, in the writers' uh, guide of season two, it says like uh, Navy Curtis. Navy um, Curtis. Navy Curtis. It's like I don't know, it's like Navy Curtis Company or something like that, or like yeah. Naval Curtis. I don't know. Basically, there was implying that some some single company made all of Star Trek's all all of Starfleet ships, uh, which <laughs> one company, which, which is just stupid. Like that I, I stupid. just I really don't buy that. But apparently, that was in reason, season two of the writer's guide for TNG, which just implies that there's this one company called Curtis Industries that apparently Curtis. makes all of, who's Curtis all, so there's a guy called Curtis who just makes all of the all, all Starfleet ships like literally all of them right so if, if we were gonna if we were gonna name the NCC ourselves and if and if you did one word then I did the second word and then we said the third word together uh should we do that what sorry so what, what are we doing <laughs> so if NCC doesn't stand for anything apart from potentially being Curtis's uh owning the oh, ships you want to you want to change Navy NCC to stand for something else okay, okay. we're All not right, so. okay uh <laughs> But I'm just going to swear. Don't do that. Why would you do that? <laughs> because that's a course what we're going to do. I have to come up with a C word. I think we all know the word I'm picking off. Like, absolutely. I don't, I don't know that we do. <laughs> you, if someone said, come up with a word that begins with C, you wouldn't. Oh, no. I would. I, oh, no. I, I was. You obviously okay, you would think of that. Okay. I was, I, we'll, we'll switch then. I'll do. Th treat this as a, as a, a family C's. podcast, Sam. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I won't treat this, treat this as something that they would say on Star Trek. <laughs> I won't swear. I won't swear. Um, okay, I'll say the M then, and you say the C, and then we'll just. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, you start it. You start it off, and then I'll be right, able to go okay. better. Uh, narwhal. Crushed. Three, <laughs> two, one. Companions. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of any C words. All I could think, think of was the various various swear words. So it's <laughs> the it's the narwhal crushed companions is what it stands for. Well, of course. Narwhal crushed companions one seven oh one. I'll go update memory alpha. You and should, you should. But there was another that it doesn't really work though, this whole oh. Curtis Industries thing. No. Because well, at least it's not consistent because the NX01. That's true. The end yeah. for Enterprise, the NX01, that apparently kind of maybe stood for naval experiment, which makes more sense. So it's like Navy, maybe it's like Navy class something and then it's or, Navy or, class construction or yeah. I don't know. But they're basically, anyway, my, my kind of fact is no one, my kind of factoids for today is that no one actually knows what that means. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that they're pretty sure that. Whoever was doing the original Enterprise just thought it sounded kind of cool to put in a designation that had some letters in, and then yeah, just going with it. That's a bit weird, but hey, I mean, you know, go, fill your boots. I'm sure that they just did that in that in that season two. It was just a random writer, and then they just decided not to continue with it. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, so maybe it's not actually so courtesy. Sorry, we, we we don't have to talk about Curtis Industries. <laughs> no, 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 we can do a Curtis special <laughs> if you want. Can... I just love the idea. There's a guy called Curtis. It's oh no, yeah, in charge of making all of. All, I'm, all yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's fantastic to be honest. Now I hope that that is the truth, and I hope yeah. that in in a future season of Star Trek we get to meet this man, <laughs> who will probably be played by Brent Spiner because Brent Spiner plays everyone. So <laughs> Brent Spiner does play everyone. Yeah, um, um, okay. I think I, so. My opening question. I mean, I feel like we've already done done a bit, but 
my opening question was who is your fantasy starship captain sam if, if you have any actor playing a starship captain who would you go for oh i can have any actor from anywhere yeah, yeah. around anywhere uh, who'd you get oh who's really good who's <laughs> really really good i have you on a spot here to be fair you have put me on a spot yeah. who, who's the first person that comes to your mind even if it's not the best um so the first person that comes to mind is the why can't i remember the guy who what's the guy's name in the witcher uh henry cavill henry cavill <laughs> that was the guy that came to my mind he's a bit, he's uh, a bit young Hen- isn't he henry cavill henry cavill's not that young to play it oh how old is he i always see him as like a kid uh henry cavill's like what he must be in his 40s now i suppose he was uh, playing Geralt, which is quite an old character yeah henry henry cavill's quite old uh henry cavill because Actually, to be honest, I don't know. You, I, you, I'm not convinced. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, I don't, it depends on what, you know? Like, there are so many great... Uh, no, I'm just sticking with Henry Cavill. That, people would watch that Star Trek. Yeah, well, people would be all over that, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, like... Because I was, I was thinking about this. I mean, so one I, one I used to always think was Tom Hanks, right? I think Tom Hanks would be a great Starship captain. Yeah. Um, but I just just then, when you were talking... Uh, and I was absolutely listening to you. I wasn't thinking. Drifting off, thinking Starship captains. Um, what about like Helen Mirren? What about like a, a left field choice that's kind of like a bit? Yeah, that, is a, that is better. That is much better than Henry Cavill. Helen yeah. Mirren would be. Uh, or who's the? I can't remember any act, uh, actor's name at the moment. Who's the person in the Crown? Uh, which one? Uh, the Queen. Oh, which Queen? the 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 last queen uh, um who... oh uh she, and she was in she was in harry potter as well she was um i can't remember her name yeah but she, no she'd be good she'd be good she was she was in harry potter yeah yeah she what? was um uh the, the what the person who makes harry draw the the detention lines on his own hand all that stuff no yeah. that's that's not the same person is it i thought it was is it? Sure it is i'm pretty sure it is um, I'm willing to bet you five pounds that it's the same. Okay, five, five, no, five pounds. All right, <laughs> five English not, pounds. It's not. It's not. This. It's not. Surely not the same. I'm person. pretty sure it is. Um, I did, rather than five pounds, because it's just an awkward amount. Are you can buy me a drink when I? When I mean, I'm I pretty sure. It. I'm pretty sure I'm right. So I'm happy to do any any stakes that you want. How how much? How much? Olivia Coleman, right? Olivia no, 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 Coleman. That's not, that's not the oldest queen, dude. That's the middle queen. Oh, so you are actually right. Because I'm thinking the... of Imelda Staunton, who is the old. You are thinking of Imelda Staunton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recent... Are you thinking of Olivia Coleman? And I did say I did, and I thought, and I thought I did say the most recent season. You did, so actually. So, yeah. that's a, so, you, be a so I will, I will owe you a drink. Also, yep. Olivia Coleman as a, would be a good, would be a great captain. Yeah, yeah. would be a great captain. Yeah, or that's, maybe, that's maybe she's more of an admiral though. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we should now like get into the episode. <laughs> get the episodes because we are like I don't know how many minutes in, but we haven't even. It's all right. It's fine. Um. It's it's all good. I mean, before we do, just quickly, conspiracy theories, hopes and concerns just got completely kiboshed because they're all two of Riker and Troy, and they weren't in this episode at all. So we had no Riker, we had no Troy, so we don't know if Troy's a changeling. Um, we had no Enterprise Diori because they left the, the the shipyard, and we didn't have any Red Buckley either. So we were all kind of you know all out on those. Nothing nothing happened with with any of those bits, but no. I am confident. That we will see the Enterprise D or E. I, I, yeah, I, just, I think I think I that's a very. That. I, I'm 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 on board with that. To be honest, with my entire being, I yeah. believe that to be true. Um, I I also think like, I was thinking about Troy, and I was I was like just a little thought on it. It's actually kind of weird that they haven't got Marina Sirtisin quite prominently in this in Picard in general because, as a character, she's so like kind of 
because she's like emotive. She's so, so someone that New Trek would like, like I think. So she's I was quite surprised that she was, isn't in it. She's a bad character, but also that's you, another you, reason why they get rid of because okay. they love bad characters. Do you not? Do you not? Okay, so general general thoughts on Troy, please, because because I think. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think afterwards. What do you What do you think about Troy? Uh, so in the in TNG, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I think that Troy, Troy is there as a deliberately as a foil because the writers thought that Picard might be too stoic a character. I think that's why she's there. I think she's a bad character. I think she has no no place on the bridge, um, and I think that she is not fleshed out enough. She, she I don't know. I mean, she to be honest, she does have good parts to her. That she does like some episodes. She does like serve the purpose of extending the plot and extrapolating stuff out of characters. She does do that, but there's a lot of a lot of moments in TNG that are annoying because it's like, why is Troy here? Um, quite often, she's a plot device. She's there to feel what the enemy's thinking. What, what yeah, do you think of her? Li- literally that. Yeah. Um, she is just a, a narrative device. To yeah. Yeah get things along she's like oh this this you know this obvious man that we've just met in space who's really really shifted she's like i'm sensing deception you know captain <laughs> uh or, or like someone's screaming and she's like oh i'm sensing a lot of rage from this guy <laughs> yeah, picard just goes counselor <laughs> and she, she goes she's just, she's <laughs> she just, goes, she's i'm sensing a lot of anger captain i think he's hiding something <laughs> she's just she's just a really rubbish character and, and again i think it's not you know, I don't blame particularly blame Marina Sirtis for any of this because I don't think I don't think she was given anything to really work with here. It was yeah. like you say, they were just like, yes, well, Picard can't show emotion, or that's what we're going to go for. So let's just give him someone to do the emotion for him, and yeah. we can we can sit to the ship's counselor right next to him, uh, so that he never has to deal with that. Yeah, no, that's is, that's totally it. Uh, maybe, maybe they had it. Maybe they had it. And you know what was really annoying was obviously they originally. I think they did eventually put her in a uniform. Yes. Yeah, yeah, in the season seven, yeah, but then before that, she wore kind of like that, that's <laughs> like kind of stupid pajamas. Suit. Yeah, 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 that was like really low cut, like a seven of nine style. Yeah, 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 and it was it's just like one of those things where you were just like, why, why yeah, wouldn't you have given her a uniform? A strange thing, isn't it? Yeah, and it yeah, was, it just kind of looked a bit strange, but but there was I mean, no Troy anyway. Um, so yeah. but I didn't, I wasn't, didn't mind that there was no Troy and no yeah. Riker. Yeah, in this episode because that's probably the less interesting part. But I like them splitting it up. I think it's it's wise to do that because especially as the complaints of previous Picard seasons has been there's been like too much going on at once and none of it was good. So yeah. like they're focusing on one part, which I like yeah. to say. Um, oh, I feel like we're just we're like treading around this. Like right, so so like t- t- let's actually like, let's get it. Let's get into it. Okay. Tell me, tell me, right. tell me how you what was your over what were your my kind feelings. of preview thoughts? Yeah, feelings. My my preview thoughts for this are this was an in between episode where. I felt like there was a lot of kind of rushing around and things happening and then not much actually happened. I thought like you in other episodes that have been tight and focused, we've got more good content out of the episode. This one was a bit scarce of it. Um, mm. But I liked that we had more Vadic and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling generally good about it. I'm like, okay with it. I don't think it's an episode that we're going to remember, but I think it's like a good kind of like pushing along a little bit the story. Yeah, It's like you kind of have to have the occasional episode where plot just kind of moves a bit i guess what about you yes yes i fully i fully agree with all of that yeah <laughs> which i have nothing nothing more to add really good. um it all was right. it was yeah it was it was a good episode but it, it was an in-betweeny yeah it was very much in between it felt like it um, moved the plot along a bit but not that much so 
it was okay well was I'll, I'll tell better. you what there is there there was there was uh, getting getting into the episode sam because yeah. i want to get straight into this first this first scene i've got some points about this first scene all right um so we open in the chintoka scrapyard tell me um, about the chintoka scrapyard because okay, okay, i feel so, like you're about to tell me some oh, facts mate. about the chintoka scrapyard <laughs> so like the chintoka system is so key in a dominion war right so there was it was a key battleground for a lot of dominion war you had a lot of um the Jem'Hadar and Starfleet forces pushing back on each other and people dying a lot. But the main thing is in Deep Space Nine, the siege of AR-558, one of my favorite episodes of Deep Space Nine, where you have Nog on the uh, planet yeah. with the people and he gets injured and like, ends up losing his leg and all that kind of stuff. That is a fantastic episode. And that takes place on AR-558, which is a planet in the Chintaka system. So this is like a real... Um, uh like throwback to deep dominion war shit basically and that's like why i think it's deliberate because it's like showing how um like the dominion have fully infiltrated all these places that were fought over quite uh like strenuously during the war so i think it's quite cool i think it's a really cool little nod to the that that episode and also yeah. the what you know the the dominion war-ness here and it was, i really enjoyed that i thought that was a nice little thing as soon as i saw jintaka i was like i know that name I look that up. Um, so yeah, that's my little, my little. That's a good fact. fact. Yeah, that's a good go. fact. But and again, a great, as you say, great episode. Oh, that episode was outrageous. Like, oh, and um, the follow-up episode where I know I I I remember you not being a fan of Vic Fontaine, but <laughs> the follow-up episode where Nog is like uh, has like PTSD from everything that happened there, and he's in the holodeck with uh, Vic Fontaine, the the the, the, the singer. In the holiday yeah no um, i remember i, I wasn't like i wasn't a massive fan of that whole like let's go into the holodeck and then never leave kind of thing um <laughs> i mean to be fair it as as one of those episodes go it was it was pretty good um yeah. and it was good that he they kind of explored that a bit and like um, if you think about it if all else had failed nog would have been stuck in there with vic fontaine because it's had because the holodecks as we now know have their own separate power source so <laughs> the, the never fail even if the yeah. entire ship is offline it's fine just head to the head to the holodeck and just hang yeah. out there that's fine um and next up in the scene after we've we've established where it is we get tim russ we get to we get a tuvok tuvok or at least we think cool. we do that was, that cool. was cool. What, a, what a surprise that was quite a surprise start i was to surprised i really thought because i'd heard that there was going to be like a guest star and i yeah. didn't think it was going to be tuvok I, my money was on it being um because I'm still not sure where Wesley Crusher's gone and Wesley, <laughs> whether he's going to come back. Stop willing point. Will Wheaton into our lives. Like, I, well, stop it. well I, just, I just feel like he was kind of in it at the end of season two. And again, I get, so, so I want to just say another another thing. Like, yeah. uh, still don't know what the ball regarding, right? Still haven't found that out yet. So, no. so and we don't find that out in this, this, this episode. Yeah, I think, so, I think. Um, We'll get on. I've got like I've got like three okay, conspiracy sorry. theories. For this I, episode. We'll forward. get to that. But two um, box, two box there, and this was a good. This this was good. I I genuinely didn't know whether he was a changeling. Did you decide yeah. whether he was a? Um, I went I went fully with what Seven was doing. So at that moment when she when she, they, they were talking about playing games together, I thought that he was Tuvok, and then he wasn't. So I just I just like, yeah, I just went with what two what Seven was doing. I was surprised that he was. I thought we were going to get a little Tuvok moment there, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she... like the, the what have we done with Tuvok thing? Like, what if they killed Tuvok? I don't know. Yeah, well, I um, was wondering that. I was like, yeah. I hope they haven't actually killed Tuvok. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a shame. That would be but a shame. Because I'd like to see Tim Russ, or I'd like to see Tuvok back in it. Yeah, um, I mean, I was, 
Honestly, my of all the people who have come back, I was the, the least excited when I saw tu Tuvok. I was like, oh, it's Tuvok. <laughs> because yeah. I thought the Tuvok was such an under underdeveloped character in Voyager. I thought he was just so kind of like, he just did not, he was so nothing, I thought, for a lot of Voyager. So like, I don't know. I, I was just like, yeah, okay, it's Tuvok, all right. I guess yeah. it means that more Voyager people might come back. And as and Janeway was referenced once again, they were looking for Jane. Like Jane, I think that Kate Mulgrew is already back in Star Trek in the kids show, the in the the, the CGI one. Um, yeah, prodigy. So I think she'll be. I reckon we'll get an episode ten uh, Janeway cameo. I reckon that at, yeah. Um, Frontier Day. Yeah, I think so. And I'm 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 sure there'll be a nice Janeway seven moment. I hope oh, yeah. at some point. Um, You'd hope so. I wonder if they still hate each other in real life, or whether they're over that now. <laughs> Because they did famously, what? they did famously like really what Jerry Ryan and Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, they didn't. They famously I didn't know really that. Did, no, they famously really, really didn't get along. That's hilarious um, in real life, and and no one's really sure what happened. I think they've maybe like kind of buried the hatchet a bit, but the the rumors are that yeah, they well no, I think I think they've gone on record and said that they didn't like each other. Um, so they had a very close relationship on screen, but I don't think they. Really yeah. like each other in real life, but it would it it would be cool, and I feel like both of them would probably nail any kind of reunion they had. So I hope we do get to see that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a good thing yeah. to have. Um, yeah, I, th I thought that scene as well. It was weird that they all just stood aside and let Seven do it, and she was in the captain's chair, and like, and weird that like Shaw is now okay with just anyone, like, anyone taking just it. taking over his bridge. Think of shit. Anymore. He's he's just like, what what the fuck is going on? Here? Sorry, I swore. <laughs> I'm so it's, it's sorry. I, I said shit earlier. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> so sorry to us. Once the, the podcast moderators catch up with us, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be in serious trouble. Yeah, but um, but the, so so but then at the end of this at the end of this scene, basically they discover that through uh, seven doing a bit of a ruse and talking about time that wasn't didn't happen yeah. or something or talking about the mind mode thing about the oh yeah the yeah. cured her of neural, her degrading mental state. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find out she's not he finds out she's not and then he kind of does a a very evil laugh yeah, smile. <laughs> and then he's like the Riker like Riker's as good as dead he does a corpse Riker little impression um, oh, yeah. which is which is quite ominous um, dramatic I think as well I've been thinking about this 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 changeling baddie it's so 90s it's so like Power Rangers especially when it's like the hand and it's like the little little face it's just, just so the hand is yeah. stupid it, you so know what stupid. you're right it is it is it is like power rangers that yeah, does feel yeah. like a lot like power rangers like a big head that appears in front of you and yeah. it's kind of vaguely like a monster yeah yeah and i'm just like why wouldn't it why would they decide that this was the best way to communicate surely not, there's a better yeah. way to communicate than this it, i think it and also it's like they spent their budget on this bit like it's like it's high budge and it's like you could have just done something else yeah um yeah. but anyway i mean if we have that scene then we, we we're we obviously have data on the Titan now. Well, a version of. So we we're in we're in the uh, in what I think is, I think is engineering with data, some kind of room are, with yeah. data. Yeah, yeah. Um, near the Jordi, yeah, near the warp core. Jordi and Jordi and his uh, his daughter Picard, and they're analyzing data. It's confirmed, like I was suspecting last week, that data's memory stops at Nemesis because he talks about the scimitar, uh, the, sheer, yeah. the scimitar. Yeah, and how it's that's 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 cool. That's nice. Um, but he's it's all Jekyll and Hyde because there's law is there too. It's a split personality. B four and and Sung are conveniently in memory only because that would be too narratively com complicated to have all four of them there. So it's just law and data for the for the narrative's sake. It was weird though because they did say in the previous episode, like before, kind of did make an appearance 
you know for a moment like i swear yeah. like like they did ha- you did see before for a second wait because well, i th- i because i watched a bit back so when he's like help me captain i thought yeah. that was before but i think they're now saying that was data but that's kind of yeah. a weird too it was too emotive for data but hey. well it may it may have been just i don't know i I'm, I'm willing to put it down to they were the two strongest characters or something so yeah they, they fought that's out, what they went with it, it's it's fair enough like but i it was this was good. I, I again, it reminded me of Brent Spiner. He's such a good actor. He's great, like, isn't he? He is great. I, I wish I could. I wish he's not really been in anything else like I know, I know of. Like, but he's such a good actor. Yeah, and he's such a good evil villain. Yeah. You know, he's so he's really so good. So Lord is is yeah. so so evil, and he's very good at switching switching between the two. Like, obviously, there's a little bit of like CGI and kind of other stuff that goes into yeah. it, but like the way he it affects a switch and it's so evil and it's so good um, it also shows how much he's acting when he plays data as well he is actually yeah. really putting that on and that's oh, yeah. it's really good yeah. how he does that yeah. um there was there was an interesting moment <laughs> where picard and i was thinking of measure of a man for this whole scene because you know the whole thing about how uh the, the big line in that is um what are they becoming a race like you know he talks about androids yeah. right? and all, a lot of season one was about him understanding that androids are people and humans and he's now as we should remind ourselves a robot himself so um he then very surprisingly goes why don't we just kill law can we just kill the law bit yeah. <laughs> it's like that just goes against everything that they talk about with with androids in the show and with previous star trek stuff so i thought i was really out of character so that that kind of annoyed me it, um it yeah. was but this was like a theme throughout this episode like the whole compromising on yeah starfleet values in general and yeah. there was quite a few times in this episode where they were like talking about stuff that you, you would normally expect them to sort of picard at least to sort of shut down on, on yeah. some sort of principle oh and, yeah there's there, yeah i mean we'll get onto a second but the whole yeah biological plot is interesting yeah it's, it's interesting but there was and he does say so let's let's come on so there was a hint here of what what's actually going on with Picard's mind or whatever, yeah. because he kind of mentions that when, when he's data and not law, he sort of mentions that there's an abnormality in Picard's mind yeah, that was thought to be eromotic syndrome, but is yeah. not in some way. And yeah, this is, so, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if you can see my notes, Sam, but this is the first conspiracy theory of the day. <laughs> um, what so, is it? Tell, tell us, of, tell us of the conspiracy theory. So eromotic syndrome is an eromotic syndrome. It is, um uh, nanobots in Picard's mind or in his brain or in his bio- biology anyway um that were left over from Locutus never really went and uh, it's the elements of Locutus that they're after not Picard um and they're looking to bring Locutus back um and that that is probably in Crusher as well I think maybe um the reason they're looking to bring him back is because he is a Borg and the Borg technology can control shit and that what what are all linking currently the ships they're all the ships linked together they might be trying to control the starfleet like this control the fleet using a borg style hive mind through a locutus uh comeback i don't know that's a very very tenuous but like the, the can, base of that is i think locutus is the goal here that's, the, that's think, the basis i can i can see it and also i would absolutely never rule out it, it feels like locutus or the borg have something to do with this even yeah. though we actually haven't we actually haven't heard anything right in this season that would necessarily link the Borg to what's going on right now. I mean, only them being I mentioned have... all the time, right? Pardon? Only them Are being they... mentioned all the time. I think that's the only thing that that's kind of why we're still suspecting it. 
Well, there was, uh, I guess it was that whole War 359, and it's kind of been mentioned a few times what happened to yeah. Picard narratively, so that if you haven't seen it, well, you, you know what happened now. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah. We I are mean, kind I of jumping at it a bit, aren't we? No, I don't think so. Well, I feel like it has to do something to do with this. And I really, really want to know what the ball regarding, right? <laughs> I'm never going to shut up about <laughs> that now, because every episode that goes on, I'm like, what was that all about? There has to I be something. I think you should you should tweet Alex. You should tweet Alex Kurtzman and ask him. I want to. I want to understand what the hell is going on here. And and I feel like whatever is going on, it's too it's too deliberate. Like like for for season two, they know they had three seasons. It wasn't like they knew that, and they shot season two and three back to back, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So so it couldn't be that they just were like, oh, we'll do this, and then they got bored of it in season three and chucked it away. It's got to yeah. happen, right? So I, the Borg have to be involved somewhere. So I think your theory is is a good one. It's got to be something to do with the fact that he's Lacutus. Um, I just I just thought because I was thinking just just as very small side note. So I was just thinking of um, maybe in a future season there'd be a Borg about what happens with the Borg and that. And I remember that there was a did you see there was a star a new Star Trek show announced this week? No, what was that? It's, it's not good news. <laughs> Oh, so is it a Raffi? Is it a Raffi spinoff? No, I'll, I'll give you. T- I'll give you the two halves of the sentence, and I'll see how you react to each one. Okay. Okay. The first right. half of the sentence is, it's a show about Starfleet Academy where you follow people through Starfleet Academy. How do you feel about that element of it? Uh, that sounds like that sounds doesn't sound too bad. I mean, it sounds a little bit like it could be like X Men First Class a little bit, but oh, like, uh, <laughs> so, it doesn't sound like too bad. Um, the second part of the sentence is. It's set in the 32nd century in the Discovery timeline after there hasn't been Starfleet for 100 years because of the burn. Uh, How'd you feel about that? (laughs) I'm out, Pete. I'm out. (laughs) Right? It just Uh, immediately kills it for me. I'm just like, come on. Um, And the 32nd century is so far ahead. It's just, I hate that storyline of Discovery. But anyway, let's let's not go down the Discovery rant. Let's keep on on point. But I just thought I'd just let you know that thing. No, Um, I mean, mean, you've upset me. Because it did sound like Red. (laughs) It was like, oh, Starfleet Academy. Okay. They've been doing so well lately with Strangely Worlds and Lower Decks as well. I really thought they they learned, but I, I don't know. Right. Um, so, so what's the what's going on next then? So yeah, cause... sorry. So yeah, back to back in Picard world. They we we're yeah. talking about strategizing against the changelings. Uh, Picard goes from Data to uh, the ready room with Beverly, and they're talking about ways to fight the changelings. It's getting pretty desperate. Um, they really are on their own. That's what the two things things proven that they're everywhere. And that they're, Beverly mentions a biological solution, trying to find some kind of new version of the virus that they used during the Dominion War. And they talk about how morally great this is and how it's like basically a start to genocide. Um, I actually thought this was really cool. I thought it was cool that they were like, we're really fucked here. We might need to actually do the same thing again and be really horrible. What do you think about it? Yeah, um, I kind of see it. And I think it sort of maybe speaks back to that first bit we're talking about. Like, it feels like they are all a bit older and more willing to compromise on stuff. And yeah. it, this comes back, you know, when Crusher and well, we'll get onto that bit with Crusher and Picard yeah. um, when they're discussing it. But it's the same sort of thing. Like It feels like if this had been a TNG episode, Picard would have been like, no. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're not yeah. doing this. Like, we can't compromise our, our yeah. you know, our humanity on this. And he would have yeah. made some incredible speech to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's just like, well, let's just see if it's, see if we can even do it and then make a decision, which does feel like something you would say once you've been around the block of it he's got he's got kids in the game as well right he's got yeah he's got he's got crushing it got jack crush now I, I i think like this is this is the actually actually you kind of pointed out there 
it's quite a significant point in which they've actually evolved Picard's character in a in a way that does make a little bit of sense for once, mm. right? Mm. The fact that he compromised because of this does make sense for other. It's usually just some weird thing that he's doing. I don't know. I thought it was, yeah, it was a good scene. And it like you good. say, morally compromising situations is becoming more prescient. And I think that looking back on TNG, DS9 and Voyager, and some of those decisions that Starfleet make in general, I think it's good. And and I think it's it makes the world more realistic. Because yeah. um, even though they're a utopian-based kind of set up i think that they've went for a war right and that when you're in war things happen um and th that was only really discussed when in that ds9 episode uh the silent ledges one the other with, with cisco where he he basically tries to swindle the romulans and joining them um, yeah but but, but yeah. that that's something that does kind of annoy me a little bit about and, it, and i think it's nice that they are embracing it because like you say it, it just is unrealistic that they would all be so you know it, it is it would just be really it would just be really debilitating right yeah, it would yeah and 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 like they keep talk, they talk about this quite quite a lot but like so far whenever they wanted to do anything that was compromising anyway they were like what's well, section 31 and it was only yeah. ever, it's only ever section 31 that does that yeah and uh you sort of think it was a little bit unrealistic given that like, as you say they have literally fought a war now people lots of people died you know and there obviously is a greater good here it's you no know, you can't just be always thinking about yeah principles sure. exactly um, so that, there, that there was, are different that was... there are different levels of morality right yeah i think that's what i was saying here yeah, yeah um we then we then get through to uh jack crusher and our <laughs> our favorite little storyline of him just chatting up just chatting up sydney laforge and what a weird time by the way <laughs> yeah. to uh to try and try and chat up laforge like the whole world's going to shit and yeah. they're quite busy you know like yeah. they need to really well, work he knows, out he, he clearly knows when to pounce that's clearly good that's clearly a good time you know it's, it's End of just the world like They've presumably got quite a lot of work to do, but he's just like, yeah, we should, we should just go and we should just go out to my quarters, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so Have a forward. nice evening. It's <laughs> so forward. It's I've got I've found some banging quarters I'm not supposed to be in. Come to mine. Like it's, it's so like, oh my god. All right, mate. It, it, it's a bit weird. It's such a yeah. it's such a shoehorned bit in, into it. Um, yeah, they've really but, accelerated the whole <laughs> the whole storyline a little bit, haven't they? Yeah. And then, but then he becomes Ooh. his powers, his... Now, I'm yes. not really sure which which hero to associate with anymore because John he's, Wick... He's Peter Petrelli. I think it's Peter Petrelli. He just Peter Petrelli. A bit, could, a bit of everything. Could he... Could Oh, yeah, because Peter Petrelli could... He could adopt other people's powers. So yeah, what yeah. powers does he have now? Because he he reads her mind in this scene. He does scene, read her mind. And, and he, he her actually saying, controls her as well. Does he? Or, or he either controls later, her or he, later he, he influences her. her later on. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. at this moment, but, he just he mind reads and then he does mind what reads she and, wants. And she weirdly is like, oh, that's forward. Please touch my hand first. It's <laughs> 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 a strange, it's a strange at thing. Least, to at say. least touch me a bit. Touch at my hand. Touch, at least touch me up a bit before you forward before you forwardly invite yeah, me. Yeah, all of all of LaForge's thoughts in this in this show just reveal <laughs> how weird she is. <laughs> It's like she's complaining <laughs> things forward, and then she'd prefer that he touch her up a bit first. Yeah, it's like um, any 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 situation. She just kind of says the most basic, obvious thing, and then just <laughs> yeah. says weird shit in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but he so he can now so he reads her mind and touches her hand, and she's like, "Oh, that was a bit weird." Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. So now, what we know about him now, Jack Crusher, I mean, yeah. is that he can read minds. Yeah. Have vision. So he's basically telekinetic. Yes. Um, telekinetic is that what i want to say that's yeah. where you can wait yeah, wait can... wait no that no telepathic telepathic yeah, telekinetic is moving things with your mind yeah he can't yeah. do that yet that yeah, we know that's of. that's a different patrick stewart role 
that is although although a lot of similarities with this current very true as well. is that is that is that is that what it is is it actually professor x is, is professor x yeah it's he's professor x <laughs> so so yeah he's professor x um he can also he seems to have some sort of enhanced fighting ability and he can read yes. minds and whenever he's doing it his eyes go red yeah as uh sort of sith sith style it's very sithy know. yeah it is very sithy he's been um, activated you know it does feel like he's been activated yeah yeah um it's yeah it's i don't know it's a bit it's, it's a bit jason bourne it's a bit professor x it's a bit peter trelli i don't know all right it's, well i like this i like this theme that they're planning on bringing together the x-men yeah this, this is actually Universe. a marvel backdoor uh tv show <laughs> That because it turns out Disney are actually going to buy uh, Paramount, and uh, they're just trying to <laughs> in any way bring they're it. They're testing in. it out. We're <laughs> going to get to Frontier Day, and um, uh, oh my god, who is the actor? Uh, Mace Windu. Oh my god. Mace, wait, Star Wars is coming. Oh well, no, 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 but same actor. <laughs> he's in, you know, the guy, the, <laughs> oh, the, the right. you know, Samuel L. Jackson is going to come Jackson. in. Yeah, he's going to be in Frontier Day and bring in Jack Crusher into the into the <laughs> <Yeah>. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Okay, that's a new answer for favorite Starship captain for fancy Starship captain Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. He would make a good start. Probably better than Olivia Coleman. If I'm yeah. being totally honest, well, we can have both of them. We can have like Olivia Coleman as like a, a an awkward first officer. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. The more is... I think about it, the more we should go with someone really weird, like like not weird, but like just like Ariana Grande or something like that. That Ariana would be Grande as a, as a captain. I don't even know if she can act, but it would be. I'd watch it. it. Be... Harry I'd Styles. I watch it. <laughs> Harry Styles and Ariana Grande yeah. lead up a, a, uh, a duo captaining situation. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a maybe I don't know. They 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 have to share the the ship or something. Like they divide it in yeah. half. It's like an different section. Kind of Saucer section and dorsal section. They get one each. Two bridges. <laughs> they, have to work to, they have to work together. Yeah. Um, two bridges, yeah. two hearts. Star Trek captains. I don't know that we've got a whole lot more um, on this, but I let's like not, to see it. let's let's leave this for our our future. Uh, concept yeah, yeah, series star trek concept so, series podcast um <laughs> anyway, so well, back, well, back to it. well next yeah back to it so the, the next thing that happens obviously is that uh, jack goes and talks to picard and he's like i'm fed up with this because he freaked out sydney and he's like i'm fed up with this just hand me over the people don't deserve to die for me we're failing we haven't had the advantage and then picard, picard's just like i've i think i think i know a way that we might have an advantage and notably sam he doesn't explain his plan and I think that's because the writers know this plan makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he consequently comes up with, I think we both agree, the worst plan possibly yeah. he could come up with. And I think you're right that if they did explain it, you'd just be like, what? That doesn't make any, any sense What we're going to do is we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pretend that we're dead and then attract them to us. We're going to hope that they don't fire and just hope that they, for some reason, decide to use a shuttlecraft and come to this exact spot of the ship we want them to come to. And then we're just going to run around a bit and trap them in force fields and see what happens. How about that? Yeah, yeah. They're never going to see this coming. Like that, never. And, and they're, they're, they're never going to see this coming, and they're never no. going to know it's going to happen. It's also convenient that for some reason they can't scan the ship properly. Like yeah. they're just like, oh well, we're trying to scan it. Oh, it's inconclusive with the the life forms. And you're like, well, that's strange yeah, that's <laughs> don't why, why that would be because, because got... last um what was it second when they first saw vadic if you remember 
Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they couldn't stop her from scanning them or doing anything because her shivery advanced technology. And now suddenly they can just stop her from doing anything and yeah, trap her in the force field, apparently. It doesn't really make sense. So it seems like it's going to be a bad idea. I think, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, well, this just, this just, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't seem like a good plan. Yeah. Um, and so I wanna, it turns I out. Not see the deleted, I want to see a deleted scene where he convinces every person, like, sure, that this is a good idea. And Shaw's like, all right. <laughs> But they're going to get one up. They're going to surprise them. They're going to they're going to finally have the upper hand by inviting them onto their ship uh, yeah. and uh, taking yeah. control. Taking control. And they do. And they do just run around a bit. So you, the LaForge and Jack Crusher are bait. Um, very like weird. Putting the one thing they want straight there, right next to their shot craft. They could have so yeah. easily just grabbed them and gone. But you know, for some reason, and- that's what they thought would do. And they thought they also also strange to me that they they didn't use. They got them on the ship. You know, they so yep. they. The strike, you know, Vadic somehow managed to fall for this ridiculous ruse. And then they didn't bother showing up with any kind of security teams or nope. anything like that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, just nope. decided yeah. they would have two people. And and the other thing that kind of pisses me off about this is I'm like, well, I presume that now they're on the ship, they could just, I don't know, reactivate the power and use presumably the various security systems that are on the ship to, to stop them. But yeah, they just run. They um, just run. But they do we, manage to get them all trapped in various force fields, apart from the fact that Jack and Sydney get trapped them trapped themselves. Um, but it does work. You think it works kind of. Uh, but we just when they're about to completely finish it, um, Law decides to show up and takes control of the data body and traps yeah. Geordie and his daughter too. So you've got various people trapped in various different it's a very Star Trek thing to have various people trapped at various points of the ship. It's very it's been done many times. Force people into situations, make them have conversations where they can't get out. Yeah. Very Star Trek. Um, yeah. and they start talking about. I mean, so they they trap Vadic. Um, and I just and we I learn just, a lot of things. We learn a lot of things. About we do learn it. a lot of things. I think I think I just want to and a second conspiracy theory of the day actually, um, because Vadic is talking about a lot about how, you know, we don't know who Jack Crusher is. She isn't really for Beverly. All this stuff, and we've had a lot of little moments where Jack Crusher has been like, I feel like I've always been screwed. I had you know, and Beverly is like, when you were a baby, you had real problems. And it's like maybe Jack Crusher was swapped at birth as a changeling, and it's he's actually a changeling and doesn't know it. I think that might be a, that's my second conspiracy theory. Um, so yeah. what? So so explain that one to me. He's, so, he's <laughs> at birth. Look on your face. We, listeners can't see. Look on your face, but I'm it's, just... it's, it's 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 a questionable look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think so. They they've been talking, and there've been lots of little hints to Jack Crusher yeah. having yeah. a troubled life, uh, having complications when he was young. Um, and Vadic talks about how uh, he's not for her, but he's not for Beverly either. You don't know who he is. And I think given the, given the plot line, if Jack Crusher was a changeling, but he didn't know he was a changeling and he was in a constantly solid state or something like that, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it turns could, out being. I could, I could see it. Um, I could see it. I, it would be interesting because I, I think that would preclude any, any of the Borg. Well, I don't know how that would involve the Borg. At that point, and well, feel, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's maybe, maybe it's literally maybe it just a changeling. But, but then, Pete, what the what are the Borg guarding? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how is how are they bringing that back? All right, because if they uh, don't bring that back, frankly, we'll uh, do like an, an episode eleven, like speculative episode where, where, where we talk about the Borg hiding things. What what, what they're guarding? Yeah, I, it, this is this is really interesting because it was it was like she's not for he's not for you. Which yep. was just a, was a weird thing to say, and also yeah. she seems to have some sort of attachment to him. Why was yeah, I misreading yeah. that? It yeah, or like, like, or like that he know he she, she knows someone that does, right? 
Yeah, either she, she, yeah. she really doesn't want him hurt, but she's also seemed to be like suggesting that like he was not just important from a well, you have information or something you want. Like he himself was his whole destiny was somehow bigger than than what he knew, um, yeah. which I guess kind of makes sense given that he apparently has powers and stuff like that. <laughs> but it is interesting that we really have no no idea what's going on. Like, yeah, seven episodes in. Yeah. And I still couldn't really tell you what's happening, like with the, 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 any, of the any of those plot lines. Oh yeah, yeah, and and I, I do think that you know it was interesting that um, uh, we got some backstory from Vadik though. Like I thought it was cool how actually really cool. I thought this was really cool how that she was a prisoner of war during the Dominion War under Section Thirty One's um, like you know being controlled by Section Thirty One at Daystrom, and the whole idea of them keeping changings in liquid form and experimenting on them and like torturing them and like tr basically treating them as not human was very good it was a very good idea very interesting idea um yeah yeah and very section 31 they would 100 they were black ops they would 100 percent do anything in the war situation to do that so what actually happened with with the virus in what is the actual story of the virus because i was a bit unclear on uh what they were kind of trying to say about it um because yeah. obviously in deep space nine uh, Bashir and O'Brien go into Sloane's minds to get the cure. They have to prize the cure from Section Thirty-One and Starfleet. But that you know, it was a bit unclear whether they were talking about, you know, was it part of the deal? Was it something that Odo had to go and give it themselves against Starfleet's will? Yeah. Well, so I did. I did do a bit of research on this, and and I I had forgotten a lot about the this particular virus and stuff. But ultimately, what I now understand is that there's a few things. So Starfleet. First of all, Section 31 were responsible for creating the virus before the Dominion War started. So I don't think before, I necessarily before. knew that. Yeah, it was yeah. before. So it was, they literally, a year before, they created this virus because they, they thought that the changelings were going to attack the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. So they create. first of all, they created the, is the, the morphogenic virus. Yeah. And then ultimately, they were able to sort of infect the yeah. uh, the, the Great Link uh, and, and the changelings. And there were various sort of plot lines with the virus throughout, but the cure for the morphogenic virus was essentially quite instrumental in ending the war. And it was part of the, as I understand it, the deal um, for ending the war was that they gave them the cure. Right. But what we found out in this scene was that apparently they tried to renege on giving them the cure and right. that they had to steal it. And it sounds as if like they sort of referenced that the Odo went and actually gave them gave them the cure back right so we find out quite a lot of stuff in that in yeah that particular, that particular yeah it's, bit. I, again I, again it's kind of weird because it, I, do, I, I, I do wonder whether they mean what do they mean it's the, the fact that odo had to had to go and like find the cure himself or the fact that the, the that bashir and o'brien had to go and steal it from section 31 maybe that's what they mean i don't know it's, it's a bit unclear but yeah you're right we do find a lot it is kind of like it's a very interesting perspective to have on that whole situation from like the changeling side of you tried to genocide our species, basically. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. again, speaks to this whole like theme in this episode, which comes up and over, over again, of like Starfleet actually being pretty, pretty damn compromised uh, yeah, from, yeah. A, from a reality point of view. Like, yeah, that know, is a big if, one as well. If that is true. And, and they did agree to end the war. And then they somehow, as Vadik says, decided that not to. And that Odo had to do it on his own back. Yeah. That's pretty bad. But we also. I mean, you kind of mentioned it already, but there's this also this whole doing all these ho horrifying experiments on yeah on changelings, which was section thirty um, one, but still, I mean, it's I think like this. What I'm um, also kind of what we're I think a bit maybe a bit of plotline I didn't 
superly super make too clear is that they've been talking about how this is a sect of a split a splinter section of the great link because obviously odo is not involved um so i think that maybe the splinter section were the people who were tortured maybe it's like this evolved changeling little section because they because they also we find out that they are kind of a bit evolved they have it's not that they've just learned to better mimic humans it's that they evolved out of these experiments to be more complete changelings where they can mm. like really so it's actually section 31's fault who have like created this monster i guess if you might yeah. say it that way and, and they wanted to create these these monsters because they wanted perfect spies uh, yeah, yeah. that they could use uh around the rest of the galaxy essentially yeah. to implement to to infiltrate anyone to always be yeah. able to trick anyone so which is very section 31 for sure yeah good job uh for section 31 <laughs> um very 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 nicely done um, yeah so didn't work that, that, that's all that's all and obviously vadic is crazier than we thought i mean she was always yeah. pretty crazy but the fact she's now taken the 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 face of her torturer yeah yeah to remind the card line to remind her of her anger which is quite that's good pretty that's pretty nuts. Yeah, um, I thought she's... I thought that was I thought I think she's becoming and also the the, the one point as well I liked about the scene. I don't, yeah. and I'll get into my low light in a second. But there was a a point in the scene about where Beverly like tries you know she points out that Beverly's going to play bad cop and Picard's going to play a good cop. Yeah, and talks about how uh, she's not that. It basically says she's not that um, simple a villain. She's not that simple a person character to, you know in that way and i think it's i think it's a nice kind of like nod from the writers being like you thought this this villain was really simple and it's actually she's really complex and like is a rounded character and i think they've got there now with this character so um yeah that was cool but my low light was at the end of this scene when beverly and picard just stand about five meters away from her <laughs> fully in earshot and have a full conversation about what they're gonna do next and she can definitely hear them and it's just like it's such a stupid little directed bit it's like just... she probably felt a bit awkward to be honest you know she's, yeah. she's sort of facing away she's like oh it's a bit awkward they're talking about me talking about whether they should kill me or not um yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous and of course as soon as you know it, it all goes wrong um they start to regain control again systems start to fail and then uh law takes over data and compounds it by helping vadic take control of the ship and get in control as that's happening we go straight from my low light to my highlight which is geordie's emotional speech to yes, like, appealing to was, data this was the highlight yeah. lavar burton is uh Absolutely pretty great it, he's so good such, a, such an awesome addition to this i wasn't actor. that i wasn't that excited to see um laforge to be honest in this but he's great he's yeah, really he's, really great he's really he's really like and it, he it feels like he's really committed to it like he's really into this part he's playing um, yeah. And that speech I thought was just so good and like so realistic talking about how, how, what he went through the TNG years and then when Data died and how it affected him yeah, uh, and how it helped him improve as a, as a man and like just, yeah. It was, real, it was great. Real it good was so stuff. good. And, yeah. and it's not the first time we've seen, you know, them explore that friendship that they had. They've obviously yeah. brought it up a couple of times, but it really works really well because he just, it doesn't come off as cheesy. It's just good. It's just and good like, acting this was i think this like this is another talking about characters missing like i think like i think geordie was missing from the the first season of picard that yeah. whole plot line with him and date picard and data having this relationship would have been way more believable if it was geordie like involved i think yeah because um, he was the he was the real person who had the connection with data he was the, the the friend the best friend of data right so yeah yeah that would have been a lot more believable um but yeah the, yeah i really really loved it and it does kind of eventually work, but it takes a while, long enough for Law to um, completely take the force fields down, 
And <laughs> this is where we get the second superpower of, of Jack Crusher, Sam. This is when we get Jack Crusher supposedly either like uh, influencing Sydney or just fully controlling Sydney and like doing like the moves himself. Her. Yeah, he yeah, was like doing the moves con- himself, right? Exactly. I thought he was controlling her. Yeah. Uh, it looked like he was kind of maybe like seeing through her eyes a bit or something. I, I don't really know. But he seems to be able to possess people as well yeah. as hear their thoughts. Which, which makes real... his which makes his coming onto her very problematic, as we say. Yeah, it does. It does. There's a real there's a real question <laughs> of um, consent here. Yeah. Uh, but also, that's very Professor X. You know, oh, I think this it Professor, is. <laughs> this Professor X is really yeah. starting to hold water. Uh, yeah. That's that's a that's a very good point. Uh, but he this, does X Men theory is coming in. Oh uh, yeah. So he does. He does save save her. Uh, <laughs> she's a bit freaked out, right? And she's yeah. like, "What the." what the hell are you doing? Are you possessing me? Yeah. And he managed to convince her that it's okay. And yeah. they kind of run off. And... <laughs> Which is kind of a very, very kind of abrupt way to end the scene, I guess, but like they had yeah. to move it on. But um, yeah, so that was, that was a strange one. I really hope, I mean, we'll get to it, but just, just, they need to just move this Jack Crusher story on. Uh, like, I need to, I really want to find, yeah. I, I, think, just I, to do I think at now. this point, I want to understand really what who he is. is. And also, I think like I, I think I mean we'll get to it in a minute, but I think the next episode we won't. I think it's gonna be a Riker episode. So oh, but, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for, for now, and obviously they take full control of the ship. We get Vadic, um, well, on the way to the bridge. Shaw goes into the into the turbo lift oh. with Vadic, and this is my third conspiracy theory of the episode. Uh, we get where Shaw just kind of gets hurled out of the episode, all banged up, and so we don't see what happens in between. I'm pretty sure that Shaw's been uh, replaced with a changeling. Um, and that we now have a changeling shore and actual shore has been transported somewhere else or something like that. Okay. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a little imposter thing they've got going on there with Shaw. Um, I could, I could, I could see that. To be honest, yeah. when when Shaw went in there and came out, I was so concerned they were going to kill him. Oh was, no, same. I was, I was like, yeah. Oh no, they're going to kill him. Don't kill Shaw. His best character. And, yeah. Yeah. It, he was. Yeah. And I was very, very, very much concerned that he was going to end up dead and then that yeah. was going to be it. And I was like, that'd be a crap way for sure to go out. He has become a bit of a bit part. And it's annoying, isn't it? It's like he's the captain of the ship and he's hardly in this episode. It's like, I feel like he needs to be, say it's every, every time, but he needs to be in this way more. I think this show needs a lot more sure than he's it really sure. has. There needs to be a sure spin off. Um, I, <laughs> honestly, please, with, with him and Seven as, as captain first officer. Just do it, Titan. Just that do would, it. That would be good. I would yeah, really yeah. like that. With, with Sydney yeah. LaForge as well, be awesome. And but maybe if... Jack Crusher was who happens with him. But um, yeah, I, I. But this, this, this trope. This I had to point this out, Sam, because like, this is one of my one of my actually one of my favorite Star Trek tropes is the ship being under siege and being taken over by someone else and then them being captive. This happens a lot. Like the few examples I wrote down: the Kazon in Voyager, Year of Hell in Voyager. Um, another one I just thought of just then is the episode. Um, for counterpoint where is it counterpoint where it's the uh they're going through this, this certain space and it's the guy who plays the orchestral music and he he has like a romantic fling with janeway mm, and they come from yeah. they come and inspect the ship and they take over the ship yeah. um obviously you've got the the the, the cardassians in deep space nine uh in and tng you have the episode where different parts of the ship are phased in different like timelines and people are like either freezed in place or going really slowly yeah. and you've uh, the Romulans t- are taking over the Enterprise in that episode, and it just yeah. there's this, it happens again and again I, and again in Star Trek. And I just watched, I just watched a Strange New Worlds episode, uh, the Serene Squall episode, where <laughs> where they take over, they take over the Enterprise in that one. So exactly. Your yeah. your your theory holds holds water. It just uh, happens again and again. Separate. 
yeah yeah and i um, i i do actually quite like it i think just a just a little nod to uh early voyager mr suda helping them retake the, the ship from the Kazons. what a character mr mr suda was the mr. the mur- mr suda was the 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 murderer guy who was part of the marquee and he was with the marquee and he's like a, he was like he like had like mental health issues and he was um uncontrollable so they had to detain him and he gets out and he i think he he murdered someone or he they, they don't they don't trust him basically and he gets out and helps save the ship uh when the K, the Kazon have taken it over in this guy sounds much too rounded to be a much too interesting and deep to be a voyager character well, i mean uh, take it this way he was much too interesting deep to keep alive in voyager anyone good they killed off right so it's like that kind oh of he was the the betazoid guy yes yeah, the betazoid um, that's it he was the evil betazoid exactly he was an evil betazoid uh, do you remember do you, do you, do, you, do you, does that face look familiar to you sam because it don't, does that so he was really he was he played in lord of the rings he played um the worm tongue guy the guy who controls theoden in lord of the rings that he's played he plays oh him. yeah yeah, 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 no, yeah i can see that yeah, i can see that that's it he's got the same same sort of eyes yeah yeah um but yeah you know i'm 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 up for a i'm up for a siege star trek episode under the titan and they, there's going to be some kind of capery thing when they they get it they get it back um so i'm not really i i, I have to say I, there's, there's three episodes of this left now they've yeah. got a lot to unravel so they've got three hours of this yeah ish give give or take and yeah. they've got to really get i want a satisfying answer and conclusion to a lot of storylines including the borg including the fact that we haven't even it. referenced the fact the borg are guarding something or doing something we still don't know who jack crusher is no um, and, they, and they say at the, they they end the episode by saying the last scene is Vadic like going it's time to finally know who you are and I'm like we could have done this three episodes ago like <laughs> it it really feels like we there's so much we don't know and I'm getting yeah. concerned that 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 you know, we're getting very close to the end of the season yeah it um, is concerning um just quickly you've got five bars of gold press latinum how many bars are you given this episode probably like three and a half oh uh, yeah you stole mine I was gonna say three point five as well. Yeah. yeah, three three point five feels feels about right. It was it yeah. was it, it was it was it was as we said at the start. It moved on the story a little bit. Like yeah. we learned some stuff about uh, we learned some stuff about Dominion. We learned some stuff about Vadic, but we didn't really nothing. Not not a lot happened in this episode. Yeah, like yeah, really. Like it was a bit weirdly. It was a bit weirdly paced. Like the whole thing was it started kind of kind of slow. Like they had that whole bit where they were at the start where they were thinking about what the plan could be, and then they came up with the worst plan of all time. But nothing yeah. actually, nothing really concretely happened. You know, no. we didn't. It, and, it like, and like yeah, yeah, it was just kind of like they were. They basically were like, by the end of this episode, Vadic has to be in control of the Titan. That was basically the the episode yeah. point. Yeah, and and my concern is that now the next episode, I think we've said as we said, is going to be a Troy Riker Wharf Raffi yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot about Raffi. Oh, I guess I guess Raffi yeah. must have gone with Wharf. Yeah, yeah, she went with Wharf. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. So they they went they went with Wharf on their Lord of the Rings quest to find, to find Mary the hobbits. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a bit concerning because it yeah. could be good, but I'm. I, I don't want a whole episode of that. I don't know some Titan stuff at least. No, exactly. And and if there is a whole episode of that, then again we have two two episodes left 
to yep. to find out what the and hell one of is those going is going to be the the inevitable episode 10 frontier day action episode which is yeah gonna where, yeah where, where they finally get the enterprise d out of out of hangar bay 12 and, <laughs> and fly it to fly to earth yeah uh, to fight the... The, the defiant which i did go back the defiant was there loved it yeah yeah to, to, to fight to fight the network of all the rest of the the starfleet ships which are already there and yeah. somehow win um <laughs> Through, through, I reckon some sort of virus that they're going to introduce into the network yeah. to take down the ships after desperately fending them off for like a little bit. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, it, it may, what is so? In, in, think about it like this: What is your hope and what is your concern? What is your what is your big hope and your big concern for next? Well, I, my my big hope is that for the love of God, we I want to know what the Borg are doing. I don't <laughs> even care who Jack Crusher is anymore. It's not gonna happen. The Borg not even in the sight, show. <laughs> I've lost sight of that. I don't care about that anymore. You lost sight of the show, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care about the show anymore. All I want to know is what are the ball guarding at the end of season yeah. two? Just tweet Girati, the actor, the actor who plays Girati. I just, I just have to. I've got to know. I've got to know. Got to know. And my concern is that um, it's going to be an entirely Troy Riker, Wolf Raffi affair. Yeah. And, we're not gonna, and it's just going to be Wolf Raffi having Emotions. a caper to rescue Troy and, Troy and Riker. Yeah. And that's it. Well, and actually, just think about it. If right, if if Vadik has Riker, does that mean that he's just so he's just on the other ship, right? So maybe because uh, the strike is right there. So maybe it will be Titan too. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, my my hope is that uh, again, I'm going to keep it the same as last episode because nothing happened. My hope is that the Riker the Riker Troy scene is good. I just hope that it's good. I hope that like they they manage to kind of make Troy a good character in this episode. Um, and also, obviously, that Rich Barkley appears because I love Rich Barkley. And my concern is that we won't find out who Jack Crusher is in this episode. Just <laughs> bloody tell us. Just, just tell us. Just move it on. Come on. Maybe they like, really, maybe they really don't know. Maybe they were just writing this. Until find we out. Get, uh, they were just like, I don't know. Maybe he's like a think that far superhero ahead. or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. work it out. Episode ten, we'll come up with something. <laughs> Uh, season two yeah. that we might know who jack crusher is sorry season four i forgot this <laughs> season is there were two four. seasons yeah. before this yeah good lord um, the, the, do you think there's going to be a spin-off of this do you think there's going to be another do you think yeah. these characters are going to continue on I think beyond so. picard i think they've realized that they that people like this stuff which is ridiculous they didn't know before but i think like um i mean I, I'm, I'm also kind of wishful thinking i guess but i think you could see people like michael dawn signing up um i think that uh jerry ryan definitely would do a sequel oh um, yeah jerry jerry ryan um, i can see them doing it i guess probably this is it for patrick stewart um yeah i think it is i think it is and i think that's okay i think i think like he's had his finally had his season of actually being picard which is yeah. really nice but you can't you that you can't really have a star trek show with patrick stewart in where he's not the main character i don't think he'd go for that so no yeah and it's not been we've talked about this before but over season one and season two and to some extent season three although less so it's not quite the patrick stewart or picard that you were wanting and hoping maybe yeah yeah. at any point you know and even seeing his character change a bit as it did in this this it's still not there is it not not as i mean it is a lot more than it was way more than it was but it's it's still nightly it's not satisfying. It's not satisfying as much as I want it to be satisfying. No, so like, exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know um, what it really was. Maybe, maybe actually, I'm I'm talking rubbish when I want to see it. When I say <laughs> I want to see characters change, all I want to see is Picard be Picard and just be like taking that, part, taking I think command that's what of the situation. Is. I think that's what it is. I think that's exactly it. I think we want to see a competent Picard, and we're seeing old frail Picard, and it is just a different character now. He is, he just isn't the same person. And like, yeah, and he's not so sure I, of himself, and yeah. and it's not as confident, and that kind of makes sense, but it's less satisfying to see. And also, because... he's a robot. So like he's a robot that we didn't remind ourselves that anywhere near enough in this episode. No, only once we reminded ourselves, which needs to do multiple we, times an episode. We should have done it at least five times because yeah, that's, exactly. that's how often they remind you in the in the episode. Apparently, it's very important. <laughs> I, I'm so surprised <laughs> they made that front and center. I thought they dig they they bury that deep, but they've made well, it the whole point of the with the series. Obviously, they're gonna. It's gonna be a thing, as we've said. It's definitely gonna be a thing. But I get. I guess you know. I've. I don't spend my entire time watching Star Trek. I really don't. But I have since we've over the last few weeks. Don't lie. And it does sound like I do. And whenever we talk about whenever we do this podcast like especially the other one and we reference other things i think it must sound like all i do is just spend my entire life watching star trek I mean, I, you've got me making the most obscure references and coming up with the weirdest conspiracy theories so it sounds like i just have a massive whiteboard somewhere and i'm just like writing down all day conspiracy theories about star trek and i do other I, things as well so. <laughs> my, i told my dad i was like, he was like oh you know what are you doing i was like oh, i'm doing a podcast at the moment <laughs> we don't think anyone's listening but just for fun and he was like oh what on and i was like oh star trek and he was it? like, oh, you, are you doing a Star Trek podcast, are you? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, but you, you don't know Star Trek that well, do you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know Star Trek. I think I know Star Trek pretty well, you know, like oh, more than, brilliant. more than the average person. He was like, but are you like a Trekkie then? I can, I can see him question, being questioned about <laughs> and it. I was like, like, what, what are you doing? What do you, what do you mean? Am I a Trekkie? Like, do, you know, I like Star Trek. Do I consider it to be a fundamental part of my personality that I would define myself? I'm not sure, dad. But there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Yeah. If I'm a Trekkie, I'm a Trekkie dad, okay? Yeah. I mean, my parents listen. To, hi, mum and dad. My parents listen to this every episode, so. You haven't told me. You haven't. So I've I've mentioned a little bit that Helen enjoys listening to this podcast and yeah. she enjoys it when we when we're on it. I don't know what your what do your parents think of this podcast? Oh, my parents love it. My parents are all over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. I, do they watch? Yeah. Do they watch? It's probably because it's their son doing hosting a podcast. But yeah, <laughs> so my dad, my dad isn't interested in watching. My, it at no, all. my parents are. My par- oh, well, not, well he, yeah, he's clearly not a big enough Trekkie. He's my not. Parents, he my parents are huge Trekkies. So oh, okay, so they they would be watching Picard. And, oh yeah, yeah, and also yeah. my brother was my brother's listening. He's a Trekkie as well. Oh, is he? Uh, hi, yeah, yeah. hi, peace, parents, and Adam. That's nice. <laughs> give, my, so... give my brother's name away. The more information. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I just I want people to steal your identity, you know. It's gonna happen. Um, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so, well, that that's nice. Yeah, dad, dad's not interested in watching it. Uh, none of my siblings are interested in, in seeing it. I could give away all their names too, but maybe, maybe I should. Come on, Alex, watch watch the podcast. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the, I I accidentally put it on though because weirdly my Spotify links to their speakers, their Sonos speakers in their flat, even when I'm not there. So you, you sent on. me you sent me the link to the 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 recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I accidentally played it in there. That's their, very funny. They're flat. They were confused. That's excellent. But they still didn't listen to any of it, and they never will. So we can say whatever. Screw them. They suck. Yeah, well, you know, they they they're just clearly not passionate about Star Trek enough, and that's so no, exactly. Cool. Um, I think like. I mean, just just so listeners know, we do have we do have other viewers, <laughs> listeners apart from. I've yeah, called yeah, them. I, I've called them viewers as well, but they're definitely not viewers. No, uh, not viewing. They're how, not viewing. Are we? Are we? You said once that we were quite international in terms of our listener base. We are, yes. Uh, lots of places uh, listening to us, which is very cool. nice. Thank you for listening to this incredibly kind of tin pot in the shed podcast. <laughs> uh, 
if if anyone is still listening uh after seven episodes that isn't pete's family or my fiance then uh i have to we commend you yeah you're you're a great person or yeah and yeah we recommend you what a weird thing to say (laughs) (laughs) what a way to end <laughs> okay, but well, we feel like we should end. And we, oh, again, we still don't have a way of ending, do we? Let's be I, I don't have a way of ending. No, I, I just say, sort of say, oh, well, thanks very much, Pete. You know, oh, well, thank, hey, well, Sam, thank you, thank you for recording this podcast with me. Thanks, Pete, for recording okay. this podcast and for doing all the editing. And stuff. that's it's not much editing, as as I'm sure the frustrated listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no editing whatsoever no. There, it goes in no matter exactly. how much crap it is exactly okay. well look all theme right. tune next week so look forward to that theme uh, tune this week theme tune right. this week Maybe. You, no Keep no no crap. you said you were going to put something in so put something in all right, I expect to see something it. in there okay. alright but we should we should stop we now, should we so. should sign off uh, it's been a great week doing this again and we're back for episode 8 hopefully with not all Riker and Joy but we will see you next week say goodbye Sam it's a pleasure Wait, that's not what I was going to say. goodbye, Sam. It's a pleasure. <laughs> I, t- I had it in my mind that I was going to oh, say, no. it's been a pleasure. But oh. I, you confused me by saying, say goodbye. So <laughs> then I just said, it's, it's been a pleasure. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. <laughs>